The time is 27 minutes to 8. This is Conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Choice FM 101.1. We've all heard of the saying that change is inevitable with change presenting in one's life. Are you the sort of person who gets inspired and gets to work or do you prefer to be forced into getting work done? It's time for our weekly motivation with author of motivational books and life coach A.B. Mamabula who joins me now in studio. The topic tonight is inspired or forced to change. Join the conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. That's 079-295-1212. And you can also send us an SMS to 47861. That's 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM. And each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. AB, good evening and welcome. Ah, good evening and thank you for having me here. Have you been well? I've been well. How have you been? I have been quite good. Do you adapt to change because of force or inspiration? You know, what I've learned about me is that it's both. Sometimes I've made changes in my life because I was inspired to make those changes in my life. And sometimes I was forced to make those changes in my life because of the pain that I felt for the things that was happening in my life. And, and, and how are you finding that, knowing that about yourself? You know, sometimes I, I, I ask myself that, why were some of the lessons that I learned in my life, why did I not learn them willingly so? instead of me waiting for change, uh, for pain to happen. I've noticed that we don't have enough time in our lives for us to make all of the mistakes ourselves and to learn from them. Some mistakes, we are better off learning them from other people instead of from our own wounds. So in those painful ones that I felt, when I reflected on my life, sometimes I, when I reflect on my life, I get to realize that no, but, but that lesson, I didn't need to feel that pain because someone had gone through the same pain. And maybe even sometimes you might find that it, it, it was a client that I was helping them through that particular change. And I myself physically was not willing to make that change myself because I'm reminded of one time when I had this friend of mine who came to me and said, Mr. Mawolo, I've got this problem that I have with my health and I want to be able to to start exercising and start taking my health seriously. And at that particular moment when he was sharing with me this, I was like, oh no, that, that's a good thing. Uh, go and register for a gym. And, and we dealt with that. He got enrolled in a gym and he started exercising. But I myself, I was not exercising myself. And later on, I was reminded when my father was very sick. And because of the pain that I was feeling from the sickness that he was going through, I started researching neurobiology, starting trying to realize, to, to figure out what makes him or what makes this condition of his to be this 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 very painful and this horrible and it was in that study of mine when i realized that, no this condition is as as popularly as it's been dis, as it has been established that it's because of a person's lifestyle choices and when i looked at even the same choices the same choices that i've been making in my life i saw that if i don't make those changes in my life i might find myself in that particular health crisis so in 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 such cases like this i had found myself that no instead of me learning without feeling the pain sometimes i was stubborn and i was not willing to make the changes willingly so then pain had to force me to learn so does that mean you were inspired to change or you were forced to change? It's both. I was inspired by the pain uh, that my father was feeling mm-hmm. and the one that he was going through. And I was also 
forced to change because when we we felt the pain as a family when we couldn't make ends meet to be able to afford those doctors appointments those those expensive treatments that's when i felt the pain and like i shared last time that i even had to get to a point where i had to drop out of school because we couldn't afford to pay my expensive school fees and accommodations and at the very same time afford the medications that were needed talk to us about the sort of change that you've had to make in your life through inspiration and what did that actually take one of them the, the ones that come to mind which is the strongest one was uh, the change that i had to to go through in my religion you know i was very intolerant of other people and their beliefs i was of the of, of the notion that no what i believe in is the only truth there's no other truth besides what i believe in and I remember when, 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 when the movement that came about when they were talking about uh, legalizing uh, homosexual marriages. And this one preacher said that, you know, it's very, it's very challenging and it's very nice when you are, as a preacher would be preaching against homosexuality. But when, when, when one day your son comes home or a daughter comes home and says that, no, dad, I'm coming out. I'm a homosexual. How would you feel? Would you still have that power that you were preaching against that particular choice of lifestyle? And while I was reflecting on that sermon and looking at the changes that I was making in my life or some of the things that I was intolerant of, I was greatly inspired. And I'm also reminded of one conversation that I had with the queen. Because one day I was, I was, I was at the queen's, uh, at, at, at the tribal council. Another particular time, the council had had finished their meetings and they called me to go and see the queen for me to be able to organize my papers. And she was sharing with me some of the things that were happening in the community. And she said that, you know, you young people are, let me not quote her, but let me rephrase it in a strong way. He said that, you know, sometimes you, you young guys, you don't know what you are doing. You are protesting things that you don't know about. You are fighting battles that you don't even know about. And you are judging me, not even knowing me and never had the conversation with me. And as she shared with me even some of the challenges that we were going through as a community, I was inspired by the wisdom she had. And she challenged me to say that, no, before you judge other people for the choices that they are making in their own lives, you first need to put yourself in their shoes and even go to the extent of having a conversation with them so that you wouldn't just be judging anyone. So with those uh, inspirations that I had with her and other people, that's when I realized that, no, this thing of me in being intolerant of other people's choices of religion and their choices of lifestyle, it's not getting me anyway because sometimes it makes me fight with my friends. Sometimes it, it, it even makes people not want to even know about my faith that I believe in. It's interesting that you talk about the lesson you derived from the conversation you had with the Queen because a lot of elders tend to conclude that younger people struggle to see light and to be optimistic and to head towards progressive futures because they are either lazy or they're short-sighted or they do not necessarily do what they expected to do to be able to have promising futures. Do you agree with that observation by elderly people? I, I don't agree fully with it. Yes, there are some instances where we as young and our naiveness, we, we tend to we tend to not take the lessons that they are sharing with us seriously. And maybe sometimes we even get to the point where we don't even care or we don't even consider them. But there are some times when we realize that, no, as young people, we don't know enough to, to conclude that, no, we are the smarter ones. And there are times when we listen. So it's both ways. Sometimes we do listen and we get the counsel of those who are who are wiser than us, who are our elders. And sometimes, yeah, we, we get 
a little bit stupid and we don't take the advice. How does a young person feel inspired and not forced to do what could possibly bring them closer to their dreams and to a promising future if the advice oftentimes comes from people who do not understand realities of young people of, of this time? You know, what I realize with myself is that whenever someone shares with me what could be inspirational or even something, when someone shares with me something, what I do is that I don't just uh, write it off as saying that, no, this person is talking nonsense or they are talking some things which are not related to me. What I do is that I try to put myself in their shoes and try to see the world or the angle that they are coming at the situation with. Now, when I do that, I take some time and I pull myself and I take my emotionality of the situation out of the situation. Then I try to look at what is this person trying to show me. Now, when I do that and I get to to listen to what they are saying, I get to communicate and I even ask them questions that what are you trying to say when you say one to the five? What are you trying to say when you are saying we, we as young people, we don't do one to the five? Now, when I do all those things, I get some time. When I get home, what I usually do when, when, when the day has ended? Before I sleep, I get some time to think. I get to think about the people that I met, what they shared with me or what they taught me. And through, the, through that reflection, I get to say that, no, this is, this is a moment of inspiration. Because there were some times when I had conversations or even debates. When in that debate, I was, I was very stubborn. I said, no, no, what you are talking, it's not true. But when I was at home when I, when I was reflecting, I got inspired to say that, no, this person was speaking sense into my life. They shared with me something that could change my life. Let me try and see if this thing that they shared with me could work in my life. Perhaps we should also then just properly define so that everyone understands to say that it's not always that they are being attacked. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the question that you were just addressing now is that a lot of times people, when they receive advice, especially unsolicited advice, it always feels like you're being attacked and you're being forced and yes. people are imposing their views on you. What instances explain that one is inspired to change and what instances explain that one is forced to change? Most of the time, the inspiration comes maybe, I would say, free. Let me use, uh, for the lack of a better term, let me use the word freely. When someone gives you advice or maybe you hear them say something and they, some even share their life stories, that would be the inspiration that would come to us freely. But sometimes, because we are not willing to listen to that free inspiration or that free advice or whatever free that we'll be getting, we, 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 we miss those lessons and we are waiting for ourselves to experience those challenges that they've, they've went through. Or even at times... We might even get to feel physical pain because of the choices that we have made. And I'm reminded of people, let's say, for example, you are in a relationship and maybe someone who's observing this relationship, maybe it's a friend or it's even someone that is a family member. They, are, they keep on telling you that, no, Rebecca, this guy that you are with, he's not good for you. We, we see him doing one, two, three, four, five. And we advise you to look into the situation and try to see if do this does this person really love you? And you would be naive and you'll be you'll be madly in love with that particular person and you say, no, you guys are just jealous of me and my relationship and what I'm having. But one day or a few days later, when you get to experience that, no, these people were, were really looking out for my best interest. Maybe that person hurt you or they cheated on you or they did something that betrayed your trust. It's then when you realize that, no, my friends were warning me or my family. But by that time, you, you had fully invested yourself into that relationship and maybe you've even lost maybe for example your virginity and all those things and now you realize that no this has been a painful lesson that I should have just listened to the advice that they have given me I would imagine it's not very easy to detective 
you personally are being naive eh? yes it's not it's not because sometimes you you might be looking at the situation and saying that i know my this person ah, rebecca i know she can't give me that kind of advice because i know myself i'm not doing that but when you later on check you might realize that no she saw something that you yourself didn't do because i i like what one young pe- one what motivational speaker said he said that you cannot see the picture clearly when you yourself are in the picture because now you are looking at your best angles in that on our weekly motivation tonight, AB Mamabola is talking to the topic of inspired or forced to change. Join the conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. That's 079-295-1212. And our SMS line is 47861. That's 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM and each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. We continue with this conversation after the break. Conversations, Mondays to Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Energy FM and Choice FM. The time is 11 minutes to 8. This is Conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Choice FM 101.1. On our weekly motivation tonight, A.B. Mamabulo, who's a live coach and author of motivational books, is talking to the topic of inspired or forced to change. You're more than welcome to join us in the conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212. That's 079-295-1212. And you can also send us an SMS to 47861. That's 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM and each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. Right, let, let, let's talk about several instances wherein one could be feeling like people are just giving them advice and it now starts to feel like they're being forced into doing things the way other people understand that these things have to be done mm-hmm. versus instances where people are genuinely giving accurate advice, sound advice. And, and perhaps the one subject to start with is finances. Yes. You know, one thing that probably maybe something that we take for granted it's our finances you know we tend to not 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 care about how are our finances doing are we really living below our means or above our means or are we even living within our means and i would say that the best example that we need to take is that as much as we might be free to do whatever we want to do with our money because we've worked very hard for it we need to also be be very careful how we are spending our money and i remember one time when i had this conversation with my friend and he was sharing with me that he had a medical emergency and because he was not taking good care of his finances he was unable to pay for the for the money that was needed for for him to undergo the operation that he needed now we find that if you are ignorant of your finances when something urgent happens maybe a funeral you might find that you don't even have enough financial resources for you to be able to pay for that particular funeral or you are even not a member of any society but when you are every every time when you are taking care of your finances you might find that no you've got a say for example You've got different accounts. You've got an account for groceries. You've got accounts for entertainment. You've got an account for emergencies. And you've even got account for holidays or other things that you'll be doing. So 
when you are in when, when you see uh, examples or you hear of people who are taking good care of their finances or they are achieving their financial goals don't just write that off because you never know when you would need financial help so make sure that as much as you are enjoying the money and i like what has been happening today when we see people partying and doing all those beautiful things as we are partying and doing all those things let's not forget that there are times in our lives when the money that we might have had misused instead of us taking good care of it we might need it now just imagine if you got into an accident and you find that no your accident is so severe that you you cannot wait for for you to be called maybe i remember one time when i had an issue with my tonsils and when i had that issue with my tonsils i i needed an operation and when i went to the doctor and i told her she told me that no mr mabulu the way you are and the way that this situation has gotten to you need to uh, to get surgery and she gave me contact numbers and said contact these doctors and when i contacted the doctors i realized that no i don't have enough money for that particular surgery and she said no i'll write for you a letter and you would go and and get the the, the surgery at the the public hospital and when i went there luckily she gave me strong antibiotics and and i got well very fast but i realized that no i had to be on the waiting list for a long time now because i didn't have enough money and i wasn't taking care of my finances very well in that particular moment i could not afford that medical emergency so let's make sure that as we are doing whatever it is that we are doing with our money however you want to let's leave some money for those emergencies because you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you are forced to maybe take some debts that maybe they are even inflated in the interest rates and now you are forced to do those things Right. One of the very unpleasant realities that this pandemic is presenting to people is that people are losing jobs mm-hmm. and um, also chances of securing employment seem to be, you know, thinning because yes. companies do not have a lot of capital and, 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 and what do you say to an individual who says I'm, I'm currently working, but it's not very desirable? or the individual who says i've been looking for work but it seems as though now more than ever I'm, i've lost all hope mm-hmm. and all these people are being told get into entrepreneurship start a business the advice is coming from people who could be entrepreneurs or people who are working but feel as though perhaps venturing into business could work mm-hmm. these people could be feeling inspired or forced yes your thoughts i would say be careful of making irrational and uncalculated decisions you know i'm reminded of one friend of mine and she came to me and she was very inspired she was reading some finances books and she said no mr mahula i'm ready i'm quitting my job i'm going to leave uh, my job and i'm going to be an entrepreneur and i'm going to, i'm going full at it at, at this business thing and she went into business and a month passed two months passed three months down the line she was not getting clients the business that they had started wasn't making any money and now the bank was coming for the car that she had because she was not up to date with her payments they were coming for everything that she owned and in those instances i would say that before you make an uncalculated decision make sure that if you are going to be going into business you've got your the business start the start your business part-time if you have to start your business part-time and make sure that the moment when you decide that no i'm quitting my job that business that you've started part-time it has got enough capital that is generating generating enough profit that even if you quit your job the business that you have will be able to sustain you and the lifestyle and the choices that you are making it should be able to sustain even your family also but if you make that choice maybe too prematurely you might find that you quit your job too early and now like for example if you had quit your job uh, before the pandemic now you might find that you are not even getting any business now just imagine two years down the line and you're not getting any business so make sure that if you are inspired by going into entrepreneurship make a calculated decision and i like what one research found they found that when you 
If you want to go into business for yourself, go and work for someone else who's doing whatever it is that you want to do. When you do that, you've got a 28x advantage. Now, meaning that if you start, if you are going to start business, and let's say, for example, it's Rebecca, you want to start maybe your own broadcasting company. While you are working here, learn the skills that are needed to run a broadcasting company. Let what it takes to have a production line. When you do that, by the time you go out on your own, you know what's needed. You know, you know the channels. You've even built the relationships. But if you don't do that, you might find that. You, you would quit prematurely and when you get into the jungle of the production company you'll find that oh this is very tough so make sure that as much as you might be inspired do whatever it is that you need to do to stop yourself or to even limit the pain that you would feel by making an irrational decision what would you say the COVID-19 pandemic has so far taught you about change I would say that probably the most important one was that how inequal our society is because now we see that when certain things are happening in the, in, in the nation and when certain uh, uh, laws are being passed we see that some are favoring others more than the other so what i've learned is that as much as this change has come and it's affecting us differently what it's teaching us is that we need to collectively fight the battles that we need to fight collectively. We can't be saying that, no, uh, only the poor would be fighting uh, the fight against poverty. We collectively, as a nation, we need to come together. And I've, I've liked what I've been seeing from other presidents of other African countries. When they, are, when they are calling for the unity of Africa, because now companies or nations can no longer take care of Africa. They can no longer give Africa handouts because now they themselves are faced with the pandemic. Their own economies are collapsing. Everything that they had built or that they, they were relying on is collapsing so what i'm what i'm learning from the pandemic is that we as africans we need to start looking out for our interests let's start by fixing us let's start by fixing the relationships we have with each other in our neighboring countries let's rebuild africa let's rebuild the unity that we had before so that if something like this happens or even if it doesn't happen we would come out of the pandemic as a united africa and if when the when the free trade movement comes you would be able to go to whichever country that you would like to go and do whatever business that you'd want to do, build relationships or even have a, a, a nice vacations there because now things we are united. So I would say that this is what I'm learning and I would encourage all of us to say that in this pandemic that we are experiencing, let's make sure that the unity that we have of fighting against poverty, fighting against inequality, let's carry this unity that we have together. Do we have a code for the week? Oh yes, we've got a code for the week. And it's from a friend of mine and a mentor. And and what he it's it's what it's what he's popularly known for. He he says that don't wait for an age, a stage, a wage, a page or a pain to make a change. Change your direction to change your transaction. Transform your life from nothing to something, from washing dishes and digging ditches to making riches. Life does not get better by chance. It gets better by choice. When you refuse to change, you remain in chains. But when you choose to change, you break the chains. Your contact details, please. On all of the social medias, you can just search for me, send me a friend request, or follow me at Ebenezer Mawulo. On Twitter, it's King underscore Ebi. When you're booking me as a speaker or as a coach, contact me on 071-639-7807. Please share that number a bit slower. <laughs> a bit slower. 
0614-104-7807. Thank you very much, A.B. Mamabulo. Our next appointment is next Monday. Yeah, thank you. That's our time on Conversations tonight. Coming up next on Energy FM is Hagi Leboro and Choice on Choice FM, brother. Stanley Brown will be taking over. Thanks to the show's content producer, Mami Morashwa, our technical producer, Emmanuel Quinda, and to you for always listening and engaging with me. I am Rebecca Bala. Enjoy the rest of your evening and stay safe.